Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 261, and today, well, I'm going to share with you something that we recently did. I say we, my friend Chris Schaefer, which you guys probably heard of before, my good friend Dom Sugar, and uh, what we're doing now is weekly, we're jumping on a call together, and we're doing these on Friday, but we're calling these TAS Power Hour, and this is where we talk about current things that are either happening in our own businesses, or maybe Amazon just rolled out something new, or maybe there's something that we're looking at doing e-commerce-wise, or maybe people have asked me, or Dom, or Chris a question, and we want to really just talk about this stuff, and kind of rant a little bit about this stuff, and give you our thoughts, and uh, another way for us to connect with you live. So we're doing these Facebook live on Fridays at one o'clock PM Eastern time. We're also doing them on a Periscope. So it's basically either, or you can do both or you can do one or the other, whichever you're on and uh, to uh, subscribe. So this way here, you, you are notified when we go live, just head over to the amazing forward slash hour. And that will bring you to the, uh, the Facebook page for TAS. Okay. But it's going to be the fan page. There's a difference. And all you have to do now is just like the page. That's it. If you like the page, you're going to then be notified when we go live and uh, Periscope, same thing. Just go to periscope.tv and then just search for Scott Volker. You'll find me. And then every time I go live, you'll be notified. It's that simple. But really, we're doing this as a, kind of like a little bit of a beta. We're going to kind of just see how it goes. We're going to run a little pilot as they do in the TV and the radio world. And uh, we're going to see how it goes. Right now, we've done two of them and they've been really, really awesome. And it's great to connect with people like yourself. So if you want to come hang out with us on Friday afternoons at one o'clock PM Eastern time, totally free, come on over and hang out with us. And uh, I just wanted to share this one with you because there's a ton of great content that we we talked about, and uh, I wanted to share it with you just in case you haven't uh, been able to catch us live. So this here, we talk about this new hijacker thing, which is kind of crazy, but uh, you're going to want to pay attention to that. Uh, actually, Chris uh, kind of discovered it after, after Dom had said that he was seeing something happen kind of weird, and uh, Chris kind of broke it down and discovered that. Brand registry, we talk a little bit deeper about that and uh, who it's for and what it really means. And then product research, we always talk about that, it seems like, but that came up because some people are still struggling with that. And uh, I mean, I think it's a constant struggle for a lot of people, but uh, we talk about that. We talk about all the random topics, but it's just a great way, again, for you guys to come sit in with us on uh, on uh, the TAS Power Hour. It's kind of like we're out there and we're all kind of in the trenches together. So uh, definitely go check that out if you haven't done so already. But definitely listen to this one today because I'm going to play you the last one that we did, okay? So, Another thing I want to do real quick is remind you, if you haven't heard, you might have heard, uh, we are going to be doing a real in-person live event. That's right. All of us together in one room, but there's only going to be 30 spots for day one and 20 spots for day two, and I'll explain here in a second. It's going to be in Phoenix, Arizona on November 5th and 6th. Day one is going to be just like our last event. It's called TAS Breakthrough Live. It's where we are going to come together in a room, 30 of us, and we're going to put 10 businesses, then 10 business owners that is into a hot seat. And we're going to give them 30 minutes each. And we're all going to collectively break down some of their issues and help them get through those struggles. Okay. Very valuable. The last time we did this, people said being in that room was just so valuable and they walked away with so many lessons learned and just meeting the people there is again, that's just next level stuff. Being able to be in the room with like-minded people and the connections are huge. Day two is going to be a little bit different. And this came because of the last event that we did. People 
people said they wanted more of this certain topic that we were talking about, which is all about taking your business from Amazon and moving it to its own platform, its own sales channel, talking about sales funnels and all of that good stuff. So that's what we're going to be doing there on that particular uh, day. Okay. And then we're going to actually go through some examples on how to take someone, a, a customer and, and get them interested and then bring them through the sales process and how you can control the traffic, how you can build an email list and really how to systematize this stuff as well. So that's going to be day two. Really, really awesome. If you guys have not picked up your ticket already, and if there is tickets still available, definitely go check it out at theamazingseller.com forward slash live. And you can get all the details there and you can see if there's any tickets available still. If not, if there isn't tickets available to this one, uh, you can still get on the wait list. And if something happens and someone has to cancel for whatever reason, you'll be notified first. So definitely go check out theamazingseller.com forward slash live. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so much fun. I am really excited to be there. Again, Phoenix, Arizona is where it's going to be hosted in a beautiful resort. So we're going to have fun there as well. Not just uh, business uh, fun. We're going to have just fun hanging out together. So definitely go check that out. All right, guys, I think I've talked long enough here. I am excited as you can, as you can see, and that's kind of how we are on the, on the TAS power hour too. It's all about power, man. All right. So I'm going to stop talking now so you can go ahead and listen to this, this episode of the TAS power hour with myself, Chris, Schaefer and Dom Sugar. Enjoy the show. We are live. We are live. What's up, everyone? Welcome, Facebook Live. Hopefully, my camera doesn't fall off here. I'm trying to do a periscope at the same time, and uh, it's not working that well here. All right. Well, anyway, guys, what's up? We are going to be doing another Facebook Live here today for the next hour. I've got my good friend Chris Schaefer, uh, Dom Sugar here with us, and uh, we are going to be talking about some topics that are kind of on our mind, but also what people are talking about or people are sticking on as far as points. Um, and I uh, just want to welcome you guys. What's up, Dom Sugar, man? Or the candy man. What's up, man? Not much. Let's tap it up. Four fingers. Just like Papa V's. That's right. Tap it up. Tap it up. All right. So um, I think we're good. Yep, yep, yep. Everybody's giving me thumbs up. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. Tap it up. Let us know you're there. Facebook Live, you guys also know that while we're on here, uh, go ahead and start chatting it up in the comments. If you guys have any questions for us, let us know. It's going to be us just basically hanging out together as you guys can hang out with us. We're going to be talking about this, this Amazon stuff. Let's kick this thing off. Where do you want to start, Chris? You want to talk about some, uh, well, we got a lot to talk about. I mean, Dom's already kind of dropping some bombs on us here. Uh, and uh, I mean, this whole week, I mean, everybody's still up in arms about this whole brand registry thing. Um, what's, what's your take on it? I guess, Dom, what's, uh, what's, what's your thoughts and what's happening? Uh, I don't know. I don't know where to start. You know, we, it's been a crazy week. Usually, uh, you know, I'm helping other guys uh, figure this stuff out. But, uh, yeah, it's just a crazy week with brand registry and stuff. With some, we got uh, our first major – well, not major, sure, but we got, uh, you know, everyone's concerned about hijacks. And I was just talking to Chris about that. So now we're getting – now apparently you can get hijacked by Amazon. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Let's let's talk about that. How are you gonna get? How are you getting hijacked by Amazon? What's happening here? Tell me uh, what happened. Um, basically, we went to three of our ASINs and uh, we went under. And uh, we look and we're finally like, okay, you know, obviously you can tell if you have a new seller underneath. It'll say two new or three new. So we went underneath, and usually it's just a regular hijacker. And then we noticed Amazon, so we pushed through Amazon, and we thought, okay, hold on. I know used they can sell under. You right? If they get sent back to the warehouse, no problem. They want to sell the used product, return. And we saw a new, and we're like, "What's going on?" <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. How's Amazon have a product? I never sold it to them. 
okay, maybe there were some returns. You know, they bought, maybe they, we lost a bunch of it and they paid us out and they said, okay, well, we found them now, we're going to sell them. I went, we checked all our, our, our uh, reconciliation or, or inventory for that. Those ASINs, nothing. We never lost anything. So we just started commencing calling Amazon and they're like, uh, yeah, it looks like your, uh, your listing has been, uh, you know, taken over by Amazon. Uh, yeah, email brand registry and uh, copyright infringement at Amazon. So I said, so you want me to get a hold of Amazon to let them know that their own retail side of it is taken over. And they gave me corporate head office number and who to talk to. I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I might just let it go for a little bit. I'm not going to talk to Jeff Bezos about this right now, but, uh, yeah, so that's what happened. So then I guess uh, what I was talking about before we started, Chris has a whole idea of what's happening. And uh, on top of that, because they were listing on it, they changed some of our listings. So our listings had 28 bullet points that yesterday. Wait a minute, 28 bullet points that you didn't put in? No, well, they were there, but they took all our all our five bullet points and broke them down into like keywords. And there was like 25 or 26 so the guy, the customer service looked at it and says, okay, we're going to have to, I can't do it in the catalog. This is a Amazon retail catalog overrun. So somebody in the retail sector overtook the listing, put the Amazon listing, and then they, the only ones that can change it back is them. So then now Chris is going to explain to you what's kind of going on. So everyone kind of knows, because I think this is going to be a new form of hijacking now because of the brand registry changes. And then we'll talk about brand registry like we talked before when I talked to them what happened. And hey, go ahead, Chris. So what's your what's your thoughts? What do you think happened here? So I've heard this a couple of different places from a couple of different people. And Dom, you're not the first person that I heard this from. The thing that's happening, in my opinion, is people are using Vendor Express to hijack now, as opposed to. Uh, what was happening before where they were just listing through Seller Central. And I've seen a couple of different people, Scott, in, in the class that we teach uh, that we're talking about this this week as well, and it's exactly what happened. They can list a similar looking product using Vendor Express now that Amazon has started cracking down on the brand registry stuff. They wasted no time in finding a workaround for it, and they're now just saying, hey, this is how I'm going to do it from now on. Uh, so they go on Vendor Express. Amazon doesn't really question it. They buy the product from them, and then it looks like it's being shipped from and sold by Amazon. Uh, and I had a conversation last night, Scott, during the hangout with a seller from China who said almost everyone in China is using Vendor Express now rather than Seller Central, and that's that's exactly what they're doing. So what's that mean? Like what's what's it mean for us and, and how is this going to get corrected or can it be corrected? To me, that means uh, brand registry, again, is, is going to be key, right? Having that extra level of protection is key for you. If you see it, keep an eye on your listing. Make sure your sales don't drop just like any other hijacker, right? It, it's really no different. The process is slightly different because it looks like Amazon is selling it. So you have to let the catalog team know. And Dom, it sounds like you have to let the, uh, retail, the retail catalog, catalog team, which yes. is a, a slightly different team, know. Uh, so that's a fun little new step there. But other than that, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot's going to be different. So on top of that, Scott, brand registry, everyone rushed out to get their brand registered because of what happened last week, right? And they said, I said, okay, can we, I've been emailing brand registry. I keep getting my emails bounced back. I'm sure people out there already found that out. And guess what? Brand registry, they're, they're what I've been told by two CSRs, that they're re, they're changing it. They've defunct that email for now, and they're re, remodeling how they're going to do their brand registry, I guess. So... And so what do you mean by, by remodel? So like, what are you seeing that there could be other steps that have to be made? I mean, the recent well, thing that I heard yeah. is that you got to pay $1,500 in order to be accepted to even be looked at to sell on a certain brand. 
Well, and, and that's something, Scott, that's actually being talked about in the Facebook Live chat right now. And, and Dee came on and said, you know, my account, I think my account's been banned. And it turns out that she was doing retail arbitrage. And she says, now I need to pay $1,500 to register each and every every brand. Or do I have to go white label? What's the deal with that, Dom? Can you cover that really quick? Well, okay. We're getting into two different sectors here again, right? So, again, bar rate versus the brand registry. For, for, my, for brand registry, what I was told, they're overhauling it. Because what's happening is because obviously as soon as we start talking about it and, you know, Facebook has still lots of power in it. This is going to, you know, we're talking about it. So people are calling in maybe 10 seconds. And so they probably just said, okay, we're overwhelmed now. What's happening? We need to change some stuff. We need to make this harder. So they just probably just cut the email. Nobody can respond to it. So that has to do with that. As far as what you're talking about is, again, that's more of an RA thing. That's the brand they want you. You can sell their stuff, but you have to pay a fee. But even if you pay that fee, you still might have to be an authorized dealer to sell the stuff. So it's not guaranteed. And you have to have manifests, what people understand, purchase orders. You can have retail receipts, right? You can't go into Walmart or, you know, uh, Dick Sports and buy Nike shoes and say to me, I bought these Nike shoes for $30. I want to sell for $199. Well, sorry, you're not an authorized distributor. Nike doesn't want you selling on their listing. That's going to happen to that. If you want to pay the $1,500, again, we're willing to do that. That's that's cool. I'll pay the $1,500 so I can sell Nike all day long. You know, Under Armour, I don't care because we have a lot. But, you know, what's happening with that is is they don't want the influx of people. So that person's account got closed and they're saying, look, it proves to us that you can, you're an authorized dealer or you have receipts to manifest for product to resell it. That has nothing to do really with, with brand registry again, right? So... Uh, that's still an influx. As a matter of fact, we got hit on a couple. Uh, again, I talked to, but never had any issues until last week. We had a few, uh, some uh, new era NFL products. So they're really hitting hard on NFL products. If any starting to do that, so for us, what happened was is you have to make sure that the UPC code that you're scanning is actually new era's UPC code or Nike's UPC code or an NFL. Do you know what I'm saying, right? Mm-hmm. Every, what people don't, some people probably don't know is the first three, four, five, and every every number has is allocated to a company mm-hmm. that you purchase. Mm-hmm. If you go to Speedy Barcodes or buy your G1, it's just going to just say your company name on it. So they're going to know if you use that UPC and you try to sell Nike shoes with it, they're going to say, okay, that's not the Nike UPC code. So we're going to, you're not allowed to sell it. But if you take a T-shirt you scan in the UPC code from Nike, it'll allow you to sell it because that's an official. So there's kind of a, of a tier thing, you know, that's happening. Now, okay. Right? So we're, now we're talking about does that like, making sense. Yeah, it does, but it's very confusing, um, yeah. and I think that people listening could be very confused. Sure. Um, but here's the deal. Let me ask you this: we're, That's we're talking mainly about uh, retail art people, online art people that want to sell stuff that they find in clearance. If they go and they find Nike stuff discounted at 30% off, they might have a tough time selling that unless they go ahead and pay the 1500 bucks. So some people might not want to go through all that and they might want to say, you know what, I'm just not going to go down that route. I'm going to do something else. So what you're saying though is that's primarily for people that want to sell name brand, big brand stuff like Nike, Under Armour and the bigger brands, correct? That's correct. But there's also a two tier. What happens is a lot of guys like myself that buy retail art, or do liquidate closeout stuff. A lot of the barcodes and stuff are ripped off from the retailer because they don't want returns. Oh, okay, right, right, right. right so right. until we go and buy Speedy barcodes, uh, or we go to eBay and we buy a dollar, you know, a thousand UPC codes for a dollar fifty, and we use those UPC codes to list. Right, right, right. So they're cracking down on that too. Okay. So the two tier. Do you understand what I'm saying? I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Right. So yep. that's what's happening. Okay. So it's, so there's two things. One, 
It might not even be Nike. You could just scan in a Reebok or it could be a Nickelodeon and you're not using the Nickelodeon barcode. And they're mm-hmm. saying, no, sorry, this is not the barcode that it's associated to. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened to us, right? Some of our okay. NFL stuff, we got defaced, they call it, from the retailer. We didn't have a barcode, so we used our own barcode. And it says, no, this barcode doesn't match the new era. Okay. So not, not, and, then, and then there's the ones where you go to do it and you have to pay the thing. Again, most people, even if they want to do it, probably won't have an authorized account. So, so okay, so Dom, let, let me ask you this then. So are you saying then uh, people should probably not really look into retail arbing uh, the, the major name brands, Nike, well, uh, Under Armour, all those name brands? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that now with the changes, you have to be really – to do your due diligence before you buy anything. Okay. What I said last week is if you want to buy two of it, no problem. Just throw it on eBay. But if you find eight, three or four or five, six hundred of it for a dollar – you don't want to be stuck with them on Amazon when you go to scan them. Gotcha. So one, the UPC is going to go. And two, you're going to scan it. But it's a tier because you do your due diligence. For Nike, it's not everything though, right? Right, right, right. Right? What, 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 what's brought to you is, is mostly their shoes. Okay. Their, 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 their footwear, they don't want people selling. Right, the I got The apparel, you. the hats, there's no issues with it. Okay, so it's more or less the footwear. I mean, uh, let's face it. I mean, my, my son's yeah. big, a, a sneakerhead. You know, it's sure. like those things are – you can find $2,000 shoes and they're just insane on, the, on that – that whole business model and it's brilliant on their part, but, uh, uh, you know, they're coming out with a new shoe, a new drop shoe, uh, this week. And then after that, it's done. It's dead stock. And now all of a sudden everybody that's got it, they're going to make a ton of money, right? Uh, this whole business and taking sneakers and flipping them like houses. Um, Wait, that, business sneaker business, right? No, no. They don't want you selling Air Force Ones. Yeah, yeah. You know, Absolutely. is uh, that your Air phone ringing? Right you got to answer that, that Dom? Why don't you go ahead and tell those people that you're on a Facebook Live right now, and you'll get back to them. <laughs> That's how you know we're live. <laughs> so, deal right there, a deal. So while we're waiting, there's a deal Dom right there. Losing money because he's not answering his phone. That, that was a that was a thousand dollar deal for Nike shoes That's right it. there. Gone. It was, it was all his dead stock from this drop. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about Scott. You got an email this week about something that you and I have kind of ranted about a bit as it relates to product research and something that people kind of mess up. Do you want to do you want to jump in and share that really quick? Um, well, maybe you can give me a little bit more of a hint. But uh, <laughs> it's no. what we were talking about right before we got on. No, no, right? I, I, I know. As it comes to there's, there's two things. market and product research. There, there's two things that I want to talk about. Uh, one of them is, yes, product selection. And you and I did a workshop last night live with about 300 and some people on. And one of the questions that we asked everyone that was on there was like, what's holding you back? Right. You might hear Dom talk about this stuff and you're like, damn, I don't want to go through this stuff. Right. It is a lot of stuff he's talking about. But the question is, well, that's retail arb that we're kind of talking about. Private labeling can get hijacked now kind of by, you know, using Vendor Express or all that stuff. Right. So there's all of those obstacles that can happen. But Here's the deal. One of the biggest things that people said that was holding them back was picking the wrong product. So I want to address that. I want to really talk about that for a little bit, maybe a few minutes that we can kind of dig into it and maybe help people out with that. There is, to me, there is no perfect science, okay? It's going to take your research. It's going to take risk. And it's going to take really your gut in, in feeling that you, you have done the research properly. You found another angle to sell the product. Um, so I really do want to dive into that because a lot of people say, I would love to get into this, but I'm just afraid that I'm going to pick a loser of a product. And um, that's where I think that's what I want to really have a little roundtable here about and talk to you guys about. So, Chris, why don't you start? Why don't you tell me your thoughts on that? Well, that's, I, I'm afraid that I'm going to pick a loser every time. Exactly. Right? It's not... 
that's a fear that doesn't really go away. And it, it's something that we have to understand. And Scott, you and I talked about this a little bit last night. Guys, I just saw a comment that says my mic is hot. If you guys, are, if I'm blowing you out of the room, let me know. I usually have the opposite complaint. Um, but we, we talked about this a little bit last night, right? It's not something that you ever really get over, but it's something that you have to go, okay, you go back and check. Maybe you look at the numbers again, and then you move forward. If the number, you, you let the numbers make the decision for you, right? Some of this business is gut, but 95, 99% of it is going to be the numbers, right? Right. If right. you look at the numbers and the sales are there, the depth is there, the product looks good, the cost is right, there's not really much that can go wrong. You're going to come out at least somewhere around break even. And Scott, you had a product that you missed depth in the market on, and you're actually going to end up making a little bit of money on it. Yeah, I'm actually going to run a lightning deal on it here um, in about two weeks. I finally got that thing approved, um, which anybody that's listening that doesn't know about that kind of like that new feature that they've added, which is pretty cool. Um, I believe it's in the advertisement um, tab, right? And it's got a drop down. It says lightning deals. And then it shows you all your products that qualify for a lightning deal. And then you can set that thing up. I've been kind of waiting for this thing. I've been selling a few here and there uh, on that product. So it isn't a complete failure. Um, I've made money with it, just not as much as I would have liked. But now I'm going to be able to really blow them out. Because it's allowing me to, I think I've only got about 200 left and I think I put all 200 up that I'm going to run it. If I sell 150 of them, great. Um, if I just break even, I'm happy with that too. I'm actually going to probably make a little bit of money because I priced it. I think it was selling for like 17.97 and I put it down to like 12.97. Now I'm still going to make money. I'll probably make two bucks a piece on them. Um, but again, like you said, Chris, you know, Here's the deal though. Here's what I've learned through this whole thing. It's like, if you're only coming into this game, okay, this, this Amazon game as one channel, uh, your, your one, one vision is just to look at that product and only that product and not thinking about other ways that you can sell that if something happens. Dom's a, a, a big uh, believer in external channels. He still sells a lot of stuff on eBay and what, Newegg? Do you sell on Newegg too? Uh, yeah, you sell on a bunch. Yeah. yeah 12 yeah. or 13. 12 yeah. or 13 different ones. So you're a believer that yes, Amazon's got a lot of traffic. They got majority, but there's still a lot of channels that you're, you're selling a few here and there and that adds up collectively for the day, right? So it's not just that one channel. And then you're also um, not just relying on that one thing. But I think everyone is just... And that's why I'm trying to be very, very clear with everyone that, listen, don't just think to yourself like you're going to sell it on Amazon forever. You're going to sell it on there. They have traffic. They have the website. They have the, they have the, the, uh, the merchant accounts. All that stuff is all set up. The refunds, the FBA, all that stuff. But there's other things you can do. And as long as you pick the right market, not just the product, I think that I don't know how you can lose. Um, in, in that, in that, now the only way that I think you can lose is if you buy something right now, and Dom, you were talking about this beforehand, we could talk about this, people that are going after school supplies right now, right? So they're selling school supplies. What's going to happen? You, give, give me your prediction. Uh, this is it. Back to school week for a lot. School supplies, the guys that are private labeling their own clothing brand, maybe shoes, backpacks would be a big one. Any retail art backpacks or yep. Anything back to school for sure. It's that lock, you know, locks for the lockers, pencils, you name it, right? Everything. But what happens now if I come in, all right, I'm brand new, okay? I'm brand new at this. And I come in, I look at Jungle Scout, I run the numbers, and I go, holy crap, they're selling like a thousand of these things a month. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to source this backpack or this pencil holder or whatever, right? What's going to happen in a month from now? No. You're not be selling anything is what's going to happen because the numbers are not. Uh, yeah, it's the same thing at Christmas time. I mean, those two months are the September, first month of September and the 
Christmas, uh, January to Chinese New Year, those are the, the months that you don't uh, take the numbers 100% seriously off of off any of the software, whether it's Jungle Scout or the other ones that are available. Anyway, you take it with a grain of salt, right? Now, does that mean that you don't sell a product in that space because of that, or do you just plan for it? No, no. I mean, for us, we don't. I, I try not to sort. I, we have all our sourcing done for the for the year by the end of the fourth quarter. We don't try to source any. We'll look for stuff, but from January to Chinese New Year, I don't look at the, the Jungle Scout Jungle Scout numbers because they're all inflated, right? From Christmas, you usually have to go through January. Then they start to flood. Then you you know eighty pieces. Oh, that's great. You know, I made my mistake like that. Well, we did it years ago, three, four years ago, manually doing that. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. I, they sell lots. Their BSR is 800. Wait a minute, oh, Tom. Wait, wait a minute. No. You you made a mistake? Yeah. Well, really? You always, you always try to – You <laughs> again, you know, it's uh, – you learn and uh, you learn and live. But, yeah, uh, back to school would be the same thing. Anytime there's, uh, there's that type of holiday or that Halloween type of Halloween coming train. up. Yeah, Halloween, your big things, uh, any of that type of stuff, a long weekend if you have themed, themed – uh, product so so what do you what do you say to the person that's starting right today right this second well now i I think i mean the chance of somebody doing back to school related product is probably going to be very minute anyways Mm -hmm. right 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 so uh i don't think it has to worry the issue you got to worry about now if you start now is you got to hustle because fourth quarter is almost here yeah your stuff should all your stuff should be in pretty well now Right, you have basically another month to get it in, let alone sourcing and finding. So, that that's my word to the wind or the caution to try to get in before. I think they say before November fifteenth, mm-hmm. and that's oh. with small. Right? I was going to say, I, I think we talked about that. If you're doing full trailers or you know pallets and stuff, it's going to take yeah. longer. Um, if you do uh, stuff that comes in boxes of a hundred and hundred twenty, whatever, Sorry. smaller, you're probably going to be able to get it in by November fifteenth. Not guaranteed, but I'd try to have it done earlier. But yeah, I'd say two weeks before that. Actually, I'd say the. October thirty first. Like, if you can get it in by Halloween, you're golden. Yeah, right. I know. Plus I know. Then you get around the uh, the short term storage fee or long term storage fees too. From, <laughs> from experience, like we sent some stuff in around fifteenth. We sent in thousands of pieces, about four or five SKUs, and it didn't get to Amazon till January twelfth. Okay. So okay. we totally missed fourth quarter. Okay. Because it's right, and uh, and then yeah, these long storage fees. I we just ended up paying thousands of dollars for long storage fees. That's another one I want to pay attention to. That guys, there's a tab that says inventory, and it'll give you exactly. I'll tell you what you're going to be paying for in six months from now. You have to pay attention to that. Where is we that tab now? It's right at the top, uh, I believe, in the, in your back end. It's top inventory, left. top left, yeah. It says inventory, uh, FBA uh, charges or something like that. Hey, I just so, had a question here on Periscope yep. real quick. I wanted to jump in there, and then you can tell us where that tab is, but I don't want to forget this. Um, someone just asked this question. I get this question asked as well. Have you ever tried to sell or would you try to sell a product that isn't currently selling on Amazon yet? Wow, dead silence here. I got a hand and I got Dom thinking about what he wants to say. I didn't know you were asking me or him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have. It's not nearly as fun, right? That's how I got started on Amazon. If you guys want to hear that whole story, I'm not going to go into it now. I believe that's episode 23 of the Amazing Seller podcast. Ooh, plug in the podcast. Uh, Amazingseller.com <laughs> slash 23 for those of you who don't know where to find that information. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, we just kind of lucked into Amazon, right? We listed a product that we were selling on a, on another website that we had built some e-commerce channels for. We went, oh, we sold one. Oh, look, we sold another one. Maybe there's something to this. And then we started actually trying to figure it out. I will tell you the velocity on something like that and the ability to know if, if it will work on Amazon is much lower. If you already have the product, put it up. Right. 
and and see. But I wouldn't go build something brand new mm. to put on Amazon. You got to find what works and iterate off of that. That's not to say go buy the same exact garlic press that everyone else is selling. Do some product research. Do some improvements to it. But as long as it's the same general product, it serves the same function, you're not trying to introduce a, a diamond-shaped pot lid for round pots, you know, whatever that is. Um, or a, a garlic press that actually presses it into a water bottle or something like, you know, something weird or something that's completely off the wall that isn't related to what's already out there. Just improve on what's already there and you're going to get market share. And then once you have that customer list and once you've started to build sales there, if you want to kind of go out on a limb and, and test a variation where you press the garlic into a water bottle, I don't know why you would want to do that. Garlic water doesn't sound appealing to me, but that's just me. Uh, you can go do that because you already have some traction. You have sales coming in so you can finance some of those other things. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of. Uh, <laughs> Tom, what do you, th- no, what do you think, Dom? Uh, for us personally, we wouldn't do it. Now, we've rebundled stuff together. That's not market, but I don't think we've ever taken uh, anything that's not kind of listed. Now, we do have stuff that people have listed years ago. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's mm. been dormant. There's no competition of it. We end up getting 2,000, 1,500 pieces. We just throw it, we just throw it in as a, as, a, as a private label skew. It's a, basically stuff that I get liquidation wholesale from, from a white, you know, just name, non-name brand stuff, and we just throw it up. could be anything. could be, you know. Who knows? A brush for makeup or whatever, and I'll just store it in. Okay. Know that type of brush hasn't been on. But I do know a lot of. Actually, I work with uh, with somebody right now that I help uh, mentor, and uh, they're doing uh, hot sauces. Oh, nice! Their own brand. They've okay. had it for a long time. Same with you. They have a huge line, a restaurant, mm-hmm. and they came to me. The guy happened to go in the restaurant, just like you did. Talked to. What do you do? Blah blah blah. Really? Well, I got my hot sauce. I like to. Yeah, let's. I can help you out with that. No problem. I mean, there's a lot of hot sauces, but not like hers. And you know. She's only doing five, six bottles a day, but she's happy. Mm-hmm. She's making good margins on it. Now she can start adding everything else. So that's that's an example of a product where it's not something brand new, right? There's other you can buy Cholula right. on Amazon. Yeah. So there there is a little bit of a depth in the market play that yeah. we look at there. We're not completely reinventing the wheel. You know, we're not we're not putting up a a car when everybody else is selling horse and buggies, right? Oh. It's it's a similar thing. It's just a different pepper, a different taste. Um, but you can still validate that. That works, right? But I mean, a brand new raw product. Yeah, you're gonna have to worry. Like, you know, a shirt with three arms. Yeah, might not sell. That's but, you know, that's that's a little different, there, right? Yeah. There you go. But you know, if you want to take the risk, but most people, I don't think they have an invention or they've already selling the brand. You right, know right, right. They've already selling a car part that nobody has, or it's something that's not in the market. You could you could do that, of course. But so, Dom, are you gonna are you gonna help her um, in in that business? Are you gonna help them uh, build out a nice funnel that they can lead people through, and then do an upsell, and then uh, have them get on a membership where they can actually like have it sent every thirty days because they're gonna need more hot sauce. Hot sauce uh, subscription. I'm not sure if they want to go. <laughs> they were, uh, you know. Uh, well, we'll just we'll just take part of the market. We'll just take part of the. We'll just we'll just any any sales through the funnel. We'll get a, a percentage. What would they care, right? They're gonna still make money. That's how we can no, structure just, that deal. I just helped them uh, launch it, get it across the border, that type of stuff. I got you. It. Know, so you're smuggling hot sauce. That's what you're hot sauce. <laughs> Everyone, Dom is smuggling hot sauce. It's really, really hot. <laughs> no, it's hot sauce. Yeah. No, uh, no I, I mean, yeah, that's definitely an option for them. I, I mean, they have a couple restaurants, so it's not like it's their main thing. But I think it was more for notoriety. It's kind of cool to see your product on a big marketplace like Amazon. They can send their friends. Oh, our stuff's on Amazon now. You yeah, know, our, our 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 records and Sam goodies. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's uh, it's kind of cool. So I, I think that's what happens. I mean, every day same thing. Even you know my staff and my wife are always talking about. It. I can't believe people actually buy our stuff. 
you know, I stuff you. In people, there's someone's kitchen on someone's boat, and someone's uh, cottage. No, but uh, it's a cottage industry. You know, uh, and, <laughs> and after last week's call, and I was just trying to play around with some light, guys. It's really dark here today. It's like it's raining, and um, this is the first rain that we've had. So I was trying to get some light, but the light looks terrible. Um, we actually, um, we actually, uh, Dom actually sent me over a picture. Because um, we were talking last week about him saying that um, in order to get attention, kind of like reviews on your product, right? If you see a listing has no reviews, you might not trust it as much and you might not think it's as good than if you see one with 100 reviews, maybe four and a half, five stars. So Dom was talking about a restaurant. Was it near your cottage that you were Yeah, near my cottage. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. then basically where um, they opened up this business, but then they had like all of their friends and family come gather for a few weeks or a month or whatever, and and people would think that it was really busy, and then they would start to come in, and then finally the family was able to go home, and then now they had to, is that the one where they had to build a bridge over the road because people were crossing like yeah, a yeah. highway? That's right. So they were stuck in the middle. This is what happened. They were stuck in the middle of nowhere on a highway. They just bought it, and they're like, okay, what are we doing? You know, we'll cook some good burgers, and then what happened? It actually started getting busy. So this was a year, two years later. People were parking on the other side and running across the highway, a four-lane highway, to get to this restaurant. So they, the, the the municipality, the city, the government said, you can't do that. It's dangerous. Yeah. You have to put them. So they go, okay, we're going to go buy a bridge. So they put a medium <laughs> all the way down the highway. So nobody And they bought a bridge and built a bridge and built a parking lot on the other side. So people park on the other side, take the bridge across and walk over to the restaurant. Now there's two, three hundred, like, you know. Deep every every weekend, it's insane. That was crazy. And, like you I sent said, me that picture over. It was crazy. It must be a hamburger. And they brought other corporate companies too, like mm-hmm. big name, you know, multi billion dollar corporate companies to to set up close to them, you know, tents and give out their stuff. So, so bottom line is, the bottom line is, when you see people at a restaurant or you see people that have bought on Amazon with reviews, it's going to help you convert to a sale because people are going to want to gravitate towards other people have already been there, they've already tried it, they've already tested it. Um, I think that's huge. I mean, I, I've done that. I go to a restaurant, I see two cars in there. I'm like, um, it's like rush right now. It's like the busiest time and there's no one here. Um, that's a problem. Um, I'm going to put it in reverse and we're out of here. Um, you know, so I, I think that that does play a role. Um, okay. Let's, um, let's move into, we talked a little bit about like picking a product and, uh, on Periscope, they asked, uh, if they would, uh, you know, if we would have a product that we're like, Oh, that's a really good idea. I'm going to make this. And I think people are going to love it. Um, we wouldn't necessarily do that. We'd want to put it, put a spin off of something else. Um, is there any questions on Facebook live that you wanted to address anybody on Periscope? If you have any questions, post them in there. I'll try to, uh, answer them. We have hearts flying in like crazy on Periscope, by the way, guys. Um, so that's awesome. So if you guys like this stuff, tap it up, share this, uh, swipe the screen, Facebook Live, you do that as well. Share this if you uh, if you want to keep us coming back because uh, we're going to look at the engagement and we're going to see if we're going to keep doing these. We're going to give this a little beta, uh, little beta test here and see, or a pilot as they call it on TV or a radio show, right? Um, Don, did you have any games you wanted to play today? I know you wanted to make this into a really like a real radio show. Do you have any any games you want to play or any bits that you want to do? <laughs> Uh, no, you didn't come prepared. Did you, you? Got, you caught me off guard. Yeah. Unless you want to play some chair wars. <laughs> chair wars was good. I we, think no before before we dive into that, Scott, I want to kind of jump back into the product research thing that Dom was talking about earlier, where Dom was saying maybe, you know, maybe if you uh, you're looking at products now, maybe don't look at some of the back to school stuff. Maybe don't look at products you know, like Q4, like Dom, you were talking about how you don't look at stuff the first part of the year. And 
you know, if you guys don't have a product yet, I would say, you know, there there is a way, Dom, where you can look at products around that time and not have that worry about the inflated sales. And how's and it's, that? Just, it's just by taking one additional step. And Scott, you've talked about this in the podcast on the past. And that's to look at Google Trends. Yeah. Right. It's not going to necessarily validate that that the demand is is that much different, but it is going to give you an idea of whether or not that's a seasonal product. So right now, if you go to Google.com backslash trends, mm-hmm. uh, they moved that URL on me again. Um, you can type in whatever your keyword is. So you can go type in backpack. And I guarantee you right now, that graph oh, goes, like, goes way up. Well, and it'll, right show you, it'll show you the past five, six, yeah. eight years too. And right. you can see that spike constantly in that area. And that's what we're talking about, really. I, I think what I meant for us is, you know, there's so much so much change in in the numbers and the BSRs and the, because of the volume. I mean, we, we concentrate on other stuff. We add more variations of stuff that we already have. We work on stuff that we kind of said, well, we're not interested in doing. We know the volume's there. Let's just leave it because this is a better product. Then we'll go back to generous. As mm-hmm. you become a volume seller yeah. and you have more ASINs that you can do that. For your first product, you have to make sure you got a, 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 you know, what you think is a killer, right? What's going to be, a, you know, you're going to push through that. But, you know, as, as, as you move through SKUs and ASINs, you can, you have the luxury of doing that. I mean, right now we have tons that I don't have to look for any more product. I just keep going back to stuff that we did because we do 10 and 15 at a time. Well, those are good and we just kind of leave them. So at Q, because you're just doing it, because we have other businesses going on, and the retail arm and sending more stuff in because we're depleted at FBA. We have so many things going on. So we have that, that's kind of our, our time off to say, okay, let's just source this up. Let's get it all ready before Chinese New Year. Let's not worry about it. As soon as 15th, 16th January, there's done 20th, we'll start looking for more products again. Because now we're 100% sure the numbers have kind of dipped down. What I want to get back to is I never said you guys were talking about, you know, uh, when is the time to give up on an item and, and uh, you know, a dead product, right? I mean, I hear that a lot, right, in Facebook groups or same with the people that I work with. You know, we never look at it that way. I always look at it, I don't know, for you guys, I always look at everything as baseball terminology for private label, right? You got your team behind you. You're gonna have, you're gonna have three strikeouts. You're gonna have singles. You're gonna have doubles. You're gonna have home runs. You're gonna have your cycle. Your grand slam, obviously. So you're never going to get lots of home runs or a grand slam. You hope if you can get a cycle, that's the best scenario, right? So even our strikeouts, the way we look at it, we don't look at it as – I don't even look at it as a bad product because most bad products, you're going to end up selling two, three to five a day anyways. If you're making $5 times five, it's $25 a day. 25 times seven, you know, you yeah. take that, yeah. 150 times four weeks – times 300, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You're still walking out with $10,000 at the end of the year. Right. So I'll, I'll take three strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll take the 30,000 clear. Starting to sound like Danny Brewer now. Well, that's, yeah. well, that Danny Brewer, push out a product. So again, and the, the my, my main key, I believe, that's myself, that fourth quarter always lets you know if your product's good. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. It confirms that your product is good. Mm-hmm. So right now it might be sold because it's dead time. But in January, if you start selling 10, 15 a day, you're going to wish you didn't get rid of that product because you're only selling one or two now. Right, right. right? It, I always wait for Christmas. Any product, I keep it a year. Mm-hmm. And I let Christmas validate my product. Okay. And after Christmas, January, if it's not selling anymore, then we'll, we'll, we'll figure out what we want to do with it. But I just wanted my tidbit for that. I, I think like it's that. all. I like that. You got to give it a year. You got to give it the, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you have to wait. And that's, that's where something like Google Trends comes in really handy. And I know I keep yelling about Google Trends, but you are yelling yeah. actually. Um. <laughs> it's just how I roll. You know, I'm excited about Google Trends. Um, Google Trends. Google Trends. 
if because you, Christmas may not be the ticket for you if you sell pool floaties, right? But if you you know you source that in September, might not be your best bet. But when March, April, May roll around, that's when you're going to start to see that, and you can tell kind of where those dips and and spikes are going to be by looking at Google Trends. Google's not going to tell you sales volume on Amazon, but they're going to tell you how much people are actually looking for you, mm-hmm. right? Or mm-hmm. or are looking for that product. So. Makes sense. Makes sense. I mean, that's why we all have our different kind of ways to look at it, right? That's why we're yeah. here. I mean, that's the, that's the beauty about private label and retail arm. Everyone can kind of do it their way, and you can take a little bit from everybody. That's the same with me. I mean, I didn't learn all my, all my – I had other people show me how to do things here and there. And you take, yeah, that's a good idea. That's a great fear. Exactly. I, I, right? think it, I think it also uh, is a good point to make that, you know, generally things are not consistent across the board every single day. Right. No. And and, you know, since since myself, you know, and that's kind of like a, a new kind of, I guess, strategy is really being able to come out with more SKUs, giving more of a range of products that you can sell. Yeah. And if you sell one or two a day, but you have 10 of those, well, there you're at your 10 a day. Now, again, that doesn't mean that you can go out and have a thousand units created maybe of each one because you're just starting out. And I get that. But then that's where you're going to want to look at that low hanging fruit, the product that might only be selling a few hundred a month, not going after the ones that that are so jam packed and there's a, a bunch of them in there. But if you can just sell one, two, maybe some days you have five, some days you have one, next day you have eight. Um, you know, and, and I think that's really, um, again, like Dom's going to, like, it's not the home runs, it's the singles or the little bunt that you had, right? It's like you're, you're getting on base. I'll take um, getting hit by a pitch. <laughs> doesn't hit bother by, me. Hit, hit by a pitch. Thing, right? Yeah. I mean, so. I'll get locked. Yeah. So, I, I mean, and if you can do that, like you said, Dom, I mean, you're, you're going through and you're doing the, the research, but you're also understanding that once you launch a product and if you're only banking on that one product, then yes, it can get frustrating because you might have days that you don't sell any, right? But if you had those other products to help pick you up through those times, well, then the days that those are down, the other ones might be up and vice versa. Um, so that's what I would say there. And I would also say too that, you know, not just locking yourself into one channel, um, and, uh, and, and looking at those external channels is another option to, uh, to spread them out. I get people all the time. They're like, I've got a product. Well, I had a lady actually asked me this the other day. Maybe you guys want to chime in on this. So, um, I've got a product. It's selling really well right now, like 20 units a day. Should I take that product and should I launch it on international markets? Should I go that route or should I launch another product? that is a companion to that product on the uh, the dot-com site. Why don't we start with you, Don? What do you think of that? Uh, it's easy for me. I mean, dot-com is where it's at. You haven't even touched the surface, even not myself, you, or or Chris, no matter how many ASINs you have or SKUs. Combined. You know, combined. <laughs> we haven't touched the surface. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Absolutely. I add more variations, more quantities. I'd add a, a two to three products to go with it. I wouldn't even think about international. The, the, the time that you're going to put into it. And, I mean, you can set it up really, but you know, if you don't want to sell internationally through .com, that's fine, but have to ship your stuff to the UK or is that what you're, you're talking about? Yeah. Right? Well, Sending it over yeah it's kind of like a central ship station. That I you have would now do it. Too, yeah, if you do that and you can, you know, one, one location you ship to, you know, three, four countries. There's enough sale. There, if you do, there's enough sales on .com. Like I said, we don't even send anything to like retail R we do, but we don't, we're in Canada. I don't send one private labor product to amazon.ca. I mean, I get that question all the time because most of my students start there and they're like, oh, we're sold one thing this month. I said, yeah, you're a .ca. I told you .com. 
oh, I thought it was .ca we had to start. I'm like, no, no. I said, you can physically walk into to the warehouse and try to sell outside the building. You probably wouldn't even be able to sell it. No. And so they, retail arms is good for .ca, but uh, private label because there's not enough of a market. Chris, what's You're your thoughts? Oh. I, I'm in the same boat as Dom. I would say launch another product in the U.S. for for a couple reasons. And maybe maybe when you get to the place where you have a stable of like 10, 15 SKUs, maybe you look at some of those markets. Because what, what's going to happen in those other markets, your .co.uk, your .de, uh, they just launched .poland. I don't know what their domain, .pl, I guess. Uh, .poland. That's a heck of a domain extension. Um, that is real. But... <laughs> But you're going to get one or two units. So, Scott, it's not much different from the Bunt product, right, or the the getting hit by a pitch product where you're selling one a day and you're just kind of dripping along here and there. In the U.S., there's just more upside in the U.S. than there is overseas, in my opinion, right? If you hit a home run in .co.uk, you're selling maybe 10 a day. You hit a home run in the U.S., you're selling 30, 40, 50 a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So to me, the upside is much bigger Mm -hmm. in the U.S. And there's a lot less of a logistical challenge if you're a U.S. seller. Now, that advice would change for people who are already in the U.K. or people who are already in mainland Europe where you have easy access to that. It's not much of a logistics challenge because you can just get DHL to ship it direct to you just like we do here in the States, right? I have products sent to me and to my team, and then we send them to Amazon. You could do that if you live in Europe. I can't. I have to work with a third-party logistics provider and a whole bunch of other people. So it's not only easier for me to launch another product in the U.S., but there's also more upside for me as well. Okay. Um, I mean, if that, and I was going to say, if that lady's already at 20 apiece, I would, you know, I would hustle to get the second and third SKU, ASIN related to it. That's going to bring that to 30, 40 a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Hey, I uh, just want to give a little shout-out. Papa V's on, and he says double tap Papa on Periscope. <laughs> Four finger tap as Papa V was saying. Papa V, where's he been? Papa V, actually, I want to I want to give a shout out to him. He actually he's in Florida and he had uh, some some pretty bad weather yesterday. He was up all last night, I guess, um, actually trying to hold the hold the house down. Uh, they had some strong winds and, and everything, and it was pretty scary. I mean, they had some not just there, but you know, on, on the coast and stuff. So, um, and anyone else out there that's listening that that experienced any of that, uh, you know, wishing you guys are uh, you know safe and. And all that stuff. So yeah, I know that can be pretty scary. We're getting a lot of rain from it, but we're not getting any of the hurricanes. But um, but Papa so, V's on double tapping, and uh, I think yeah, we got to call the four tapper. A four Papa tapper. V just giving it the periscope slap. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> hey Chris, we got to have you reach around to that preamp and turn that thing down, man. You're yelling at me again. That thing is so powerful, man. We got we got to back that thing down. Either that, or we got to get you a foot away from the mic. That's the mic of mics right there. But my, I think my camera, my camera on my phone is rattling. It's like a bass at, at like one of those rap concerts. Sounds uh, good. Sounds good. <laughs> give me a little beatbox. Yeah, <laughs> um, so oh, no, but I, I, I agree. I, I think my advice was really like go after the low hanging fruit. Like if if you're in the UK and you started selling in .com and you can and you can source it easily in the UK, then do it. Right? I mean, yeah. you know. Whatever is the least amount of work for you to do, do. But I definitely would not want to bank on that one product. Um, I think so many people want to find that one home run and then they get frustrated, discouraged because they're not hitting the mark or they have to do a ton of promotions in order to compete. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of once you start having some success, try to build off of that success the best way that you can. And I think the best way is to launch more products around that market. Um, so I think that's good advice from you guys as well. Um, I mean, not to mention you're, you're splitting your cash flow. Now you have to invest in 
2,000 pieces of the same thing because you had to set a thousand there and a thousand here, you know, like so. There's there's a lot of reasons why I, I would stick definitely to as many uh, aces as you can. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. We're we got about ten more minutes here. Um, we got any questions on Facebook Live? We want to address. Anybody has any questions on Facebook Live? Go ahead and put them in the comments. By the way, Periscope. Um, same thing. I just actually seen a question and it went away. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, Aaron says, "Don't forget to send out my T-shirt I won last night." <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. We got it. What's that, Chris? I said I sent you his size now. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah, no Uh, problem. We we do have a bunch coming in. Because you want one of my t-shirts. I can send one of my t-shirts. You fit in it. (laughs) Which one? The actual t-shirt. Which one? The paper click one that's crooked. Yeah, (laughs) crooked. Yeah, crooked t-shirts. Everyone. Um, Right. Keep calm. If you can see on. Couple questions on the Facebook side, Scott. But before we do that, let's let's do the what grinds your gears. What grinds Scott's gears today? So what's what's on your mind this week, brother? Is this pointed to me this week? Last last week we almost forgot about me. That's why I'm starting with you. (laughs) Um, You know, I guess what grinds my gears this week is uh, again kind of going back to, and I'm going to sound like a broken record, but really what grinds my gears is number one, if I'm looking at people that are trying to get started and I'm hearing all of the all of the issues and, and like the I guess the worry or the what ifs right I guess what okay I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that what if is what grinds my gears what if this happens what if that happens what if this happens well what if I go take a walk and I get hit by a car and I I'm never here for my daughter's wedding that'll be here in a year like I can think like that I could never leave my house right it's the same thing in this it's like we talked a lot last night chris about you know your why right and it's like and i i always go back to that because so many people they want it but they don't really want it right and to me it's like you're going to have these challenges rather than me sit here and say ah oh, you know i'm kind of ticked off with amazon this week because they did this understand that that's we're on that platform it's going to happen you know i hear people saying like you know man amazon you know they don't care about us sellers well you know what they care about sales that's what they care about. And you know what? You might be right. They don't probably care about you as a person. They care about the sales that you're going to bring the platform. So if you're going to get into this game and you're going to be, uh, you know, complaining about Amazon, don't even get started because you're going to complain. Understand that it will be a rocky road from time to time, but also understand this. Look beyond just Amazon and look at a market in whole and don't just look at the, don't be so one, one minded. Amazon is a great place to start has traffic, has has the merchant account set up, it has the website, it has advertising platform built right in, it's got reporting, it's got all that, right? So you can get started very easily, but just, I guess, going back to what grinds my gear, it's the what if I do this and I fail? What, what, if, what if you don't do it? What if you don't, what if it's not this business? Forget about this business. What if you don't do anything where are you going to be? Exactly where you are right now. Are you happy right now? If you are, cool. If not, and you got to do something. So, what, and to just kind of piggyback on that, what's the worst thing that that could possibly happen, Scott? Let's say you spend two thousand dollars and source a product. What's the worst thing that could happen? I think the worst thing, really, not even saying that I would lose the money because I don't think I would. I think I would just recoup my two thousand dollars and be done with it. It would just maybe take me a little while. It might not, you know. But again, I hear people saying like. I've got about $1,975 in savings and I'm going to push this all in there. And that's all the money I've got. And it's like, don't do that, right? Like, don't do that. I'm telling you right now, build off of that. Maybe start with 500 and turn that 500 into 1,000 
and then start working with someone else's money. But if that's the last money that you have and you're going to pay your rent with, do not do that, please. Go get a job. You know, go, go, go find a part-time job and have that be your money and hustle that way until you get the capital to put into this thing that if you lost some money, you're not going to be like stressed out about it as far as, I mean, we all don't want to lose money, right? How many people go out there and gamble, right? They lose $1,000, right? That's the exact example that I was going to use and my mom's going to kill me for telling this story. But my, my parents, they don't watch this. They don't do it. She's probably on Facebook right now. It's the only time in history she's been on Facebook just because I'm telling a story about her. But she she tells this story about the time they went to Las Vegas. My parents are not gamblers. They're very conservative financially, right? They don't really spend money they don't have. She doesn't even like taking out like a credit card to get free financing on a TV, right? Like to get the 18 months, no interest. So she and my dad went to Vegas and they put 20, they decided they were going to put $20 in a slot machine and she won like 150 bucks. Right, and this was when Vegas was still in quarters. She counted out her twenty dollars in quarters, put it back in her purse, and then they played on the house for the rest of the week. There you go. Right, that's exactly what you're doing here. You're saying, okay, I'm willing to lose twenty bucks. I'm willing to lose a hundred bucks. I'm willing to lose five hundred bucks for the chance that I might win something. And if I don't, great. It was a hundred bucks. It was five hundred bucks. You can get that money back. Right. There's other things that you you can go mow lawns on weekends for a couple months and get that five hundred bucks back. But on the upside, you hit a jackpot. You hit a bunt. Even you're going to make that money back. Right. And so if you do the research properly and you do something and follow a method like 10 by 10 by one, where you know that there's depth in the market, you know that there's demand, you followed the process. There's no, it's not gambling. It's like handing somebody a $20 bill and then handing you 25. Well, and, and you're learning through the process. So, right. so like you're learning through the process and then you're going to be able to take that to your next product. Dom, what do you, what do you think? What grinds your gears? Well, what grinds your gears? Let's go there. I see you're ready to say. You want to say what's great. You're something grinding your gears. Oh, there's lots of things. I mean, again, <laughs> thinking back on your thing, we actually we use a gambling analogy for everything for that. Everything I we buy actually is the same thing. Look, I'm gonna. Matter of fact, I went to the casino last week on Saturday. I went and saw Russell Peters, the casino rama. Oh yeah. Went over to casino rama. Yeah. I don't know if you know who Russell Peters is, but yeah, he's a comedian. Yeah, comedian. Yeah. Scott probably doesn't know who he is. He's no, I don't. Crosby. Is Sidney Crosby. Anyways, so I, I he's that bucks. weird Canadian hockey player, right? He falls down a lot. So <laughs> oh, you're gonna hope nobody's for Pittsburgh. We got the World Cup coming up. Uh, no, was I gonna say? So they gave me ten dollars on the house just for registering for something. I took that ten bucks, I put it in. I actually won six hundred bucks. Nice. It was like 10, ten minutes. So uh, that was my my uh, my luck of the week. So I took that. I probably put that in private label or something. <laughs> uh, I looked, uh, but uh, no, I mean, listen, no matter through your classes, Scott, and through these videos, everybody else on YouTube and everything else that tries to help and information, you know, it's always a risk reward. That's what it is, right? It's, it's the same analogy as the gym membership analogy, right? Being a bigger guy, I know that to the end of my, you know, end of my heart. I understand you go in, you don't see any results, you just get fed up and you just quit. That's just what it is, right? You know, it doesn't take you two weeks to lose weight. It doesn't take you two weeks to sell 20 things. You got to work through it all, right? So, again, I get the same thing all the time here, even in Canada with all the people that we work with. It's the same thing, you know. People want to give up, and I get it. It's totally – it's an investment. You get frustrated, but you got to work through it. Like I said, you got to give it a year to validate it. Okay, you don't have $10,000, we get it. We, you know, Scott, we show them ways to do it. Right. You know, you, you – uh, there's lots of ways. Even uh, – here's an example today. I put a bunch of stuff in the back of my warehouse – because I didn't want it anymore, stuff that we didn't want to move, even some whatever, some uh, some retail art stuff that we had extra of, didn't want it to. I put it, I put an ad in, in Craigslist, free, 
come and get it. It was gone in about two minutes. That guy was so happy. I'm going to put this at my flea market or I'm going to go sell this at the, at the, to a guy I know will buy it for me. He was so excited. And what did his voice sound like again? I didn't hear so, that. Something like that. Ah, <laughs> Jesus. Nice mic here. No, that so, might be the voice like, for what grinds your gears. Maybe you can right, give us a little taste yeah, of that. Yeah, That'd be fun. for the intro. So there's lots of ways, you know, the retail art way is the easiest way to do it. The the thrifting, the house hunting, like we talked about. You don't have to put any of your really money. You just go to your parents' house and say, Mom, what do you got to throw out? I'll take everything over here from the garage. I don't want it. Take it and sell it, you know. You can do that for people that work. That's how that those green, you know, those 1-800-get-my-junk work. They throw the junk out and they keep all the good stuff and sell it. And you're paying them to get rid of your and garbage. And they charge you, and they charge yeah. you to come pick it come up. On, what a Just concept brilliant. is that? Right? Yeah. So, you know, there's... What's that, 1-800-JUNK? 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Or there's a billion of those things. So, you know, it, no matter what we what we talk about, what we teach, it's all going to be to eat each other's person. There's going to be a million excuses. We all do it. I do it. Do that. When it comes to private label, you know, same thing. I'm like, ah, I don't know if we should launch that. We think about it. Check the market. And then sometimes we pass it. Sometimes we're like, oh, we're glad we didn't sell that because there's a million people selling. Or then there's the other, oh, we should have launched that, man. We would have been first to market. Yep. And I've had that happen more than the other. So now I just go with my gut. We do it. We work it. Again, we've worked on that though, Scott, right? We oh, built yeah. what we had. Trust me, when we first launched our first thing three years ago, we were scared as heck. But I can I could sell retail art all day long. But when private label was like, okay, who's going to want our stuff with our name on their table, on their, you know, in their cart? So but we, we pursued through it. So so what uh, grinds your gears? Well, my grind my gears today. It's got to be Amazon this week because of that uh, vendor central because that's kind of irritating. I've been dealing with that all week, uh, dealing with the with with the the you know the counterfeit unauthorized unauthorized product with the NFL stuff. So mm-hmm. it's been a busy week for us, which is the first time. So this is you know this is happening probably to lots of people in your Facebook group and you know on you know in, on here. So. That's what's upsetting. I've had to be on the phone back and forth. Nobody really gives you any answers. They send you all to different departments. It's, you know, it's so disorganized for such a big company, mm. billion dollar company. They can't, I can't talk to somebody at brand registry when I give them literally thousands of dollars an hour, you know, on, on, on my, you know, our fees and stuff. Oh, no, sorry. You know, we'll get a hold of it. I have to write email, you know, just having to tell people what your ASINs are annoys me. You guys, when you call in, you have to talk to three people. You have to, you have to give me your ace in three times. Yeah, that's you know, I'm the same person. Yeah. So yeah, that's that that's that's where my frustration is. Are you gonna and, quit, though, Dom? Are you gonna quit? No. <laughs> Wait, nothing. We move on to the next thing. I just you know what I did? You know what I did for the for the products that, that I got undercut? Do? I just put mine back, I just put ours five cents cheaper. Yeah. So now we have the buy box again. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. We'll blast some stuff out until they figure it out and you know, now that I know it's Vendor Central now, I'm going to go back then when I'm off this and we'll call them and say, look, if you check this aspect of it and, and, and that's it. No, why would you quit? Right. I mean, we built the whole business on. You can't just do that. Whether you have one or product, like you said, get the one thing on, go to two products, three products, four products, five products. And then you've learned the system and it just gets easier because you know all the ins and outs. You know what's wrong. You know what not to buy, yep. what not to sell. And that's basically it now, yep. right? And I think you need a brand now, either a brand. There's two ways you can do it. You can do like yourself. You can do a brand or you can do like, you know, like me and Danny do or Andy or even Chris just said, you just launch a bunch of brands and a bunch of different products and see if that works, right? Yep. There's two different ways you can kind of do it now. So Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, oh, yeah. I, I think that's good. good. There. I, I think that's I think that's a good approach, and I think everyone has their own approach. And 
it may change. You may have to, you may pivot, you know, you may pivot in a year from now and say, you know what? I don't want to go down this road. I don't want to build an authority website and do all this stuff. I just want to build multiple brands um, that are just product brands, you know, and, and go from there. And, and you know what? That might work for you. Um, but again, just understand there's not like one right way to really do anything. The only thing there is, is there, there's, uh, you know, going out there and doing something and then figuring out your way. Um, you know, it's been proven, right? There's money being transferred online to people. So it's just up to you to get your stake in it and your, you know, your account to have some money flowing into it from, um, from products. You know, what we know is, what we know is that we're selling on someone else's marketplace. That's what you do know. Your your rented land. I always look at it like rented land. If they, if they want to kick me off or tell me to leave and I have to go look for a new home, they can do that. And everyone knows on this one who's out there, you put it on there, ask me how people have been kicked off. They'll do it instantly. And you got to prove to them that you're not. And that's the bad part about it all, which is a sad part with a big company like that. They don't give you a chance. They don't listen. There's going to be a lot of bad apples, but there are some people that are just legitimately put RA product on and, you know, they just want to sell a private label product. They didn't know the copyright was on that, that keyword or that, you know, whatever. So they don't make the process easier, you know, but you just keep moving through it, and that's why you have different channels, whether it's your Shopify store, your eBay, your retail yeah. art, your private label, your wholesale, your drop, whatever you want it, what you want to do. And if you do a little bit of that, you keep it, you you, you can make a living out of it, right? Yep. yep. You know, and you hope within one of those that you get a, a hit. Yep. You know, like yep. a, a grand slam, you get a home yep. run out of private label, yep. right? And then get some momentum Again, R, off of that. R, that's right. RA, you can get lots of home runs, tons. You know, if you buy a hundred of the same thing, it sells for twenty five bucks all day long. A lot of stuff we buy. So that's, you know, that's common in RA, but in private label, you, you know, if you can get something that's on 20, 30 a day, you know, that's good. Congratulations. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So we're, we're uh, running out of time here. Chris, do you want to talk a little bit about what grinds your gears real quick this week or are we good? No, I, I think we covered it. Let's jump into some Q and A real quick. Okay, cool. Uh, so Zelia says, if you want to sell an item that has multiple sellers, how can you be sure you're not hijacking someone's listing? So guys, when we're talking about hijacking, that means listing your product on their listing, right? So if you're doing private label, you're going to have your own listing, at least, you know, for the most part, you're going to be starting your own listing. So you're not going to be worried about a hijack there. Al wants to know, Scott and Dom, is it too late for Q4 to get a product imported and launched to take advantage of Q4 this year? Mm. To, mm-hmm. If you're start, if you're starting right from scratch to manufacture, uh, I think it's going to be tough. It's going to um, be tight. It, it's going to be tight. But again, you know, Dom, I, I mean, you may you may not agree, but I, it, that's okay. I don't think that that's what we're here for. I, yeah, we're I don't agree, right? I don't think that you should bank on Q4. If you're just getting started, you can still get started. Just understand how Google Trends works, how the market can shift. And, you know, common sense tells us to, right? If you're selling shovels, they're going to sell better in December, right? Then if you're going to sell them, unless you're talking gardening tools, if you're talking gardening tools, it's better in the summer, right? Common sense tells us that stuff. If, you, if fourth quarter ain't going to work for you, start planning first quarter. Maybe first quarter is going to be your product that you're going to go after, okay? So that's what I would say there. Um you know, does that mean you shouldn't launch? No, it means get started now, and maybe you can get it in. Who knows? Maybe your supplier can get it turned around in two weeks. Who knows? I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, if you're sourcing the U.S., you have a chance, and within Canon U.S., you can do it. To be honest, it's gonna be really, really tight because even by the time you get it launched, if you want to have three, four, five hundred pieces, but how you can do it though, Scott, you can go to the AliExpress way, no problem, and do it. Right? True. You can launch that right now, no problem. Yep. Go to AliExpress, buy four hundred units. You know, find it on in the U.S. You can do it. Uh, but for new guys, for new, like his question, don't worry about the quarters. 
Like, who, don't right. worry about fourth quarter. Start your stuff. You'll have them for January 1st. You're fine. Why? Who cares? You know, if you want to do, you know, we time it to go fourth quarter. You get used to that routine. Right, right, right. But even I don't do that. You know, certain products I will. But a lot I just, I, I'm doing new products now. I know they're not going to be ready. Right. You know, your big, your actually big thing is to make sure you get it done before the Chinese New Year. Yeah. So he does it for longer even more, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I wouldn't worry about quarters at all if you're starting, if you're on your first product. I, I look at that as bonus. Right, Q4 is just bonus. Yeah, we need to put a little more in, but you get more out. If you don't hit it this year, guess what? There's going to be Christmas next year, right? right? There's going to be next summer. There's going to be next spring. There's going to be all of these times. Don't let that deter you. Not being able to get it in by November 15th or in my case, October 31st is kind of where my arbitrary cutoff is for that. Doesn't mean that you can't get it in right after Christmas and start selling. You might be selling 10 a day instead of 15 a day, but you're still selling 10 a day. That's still $100 a day that you didn't have today. So don't let that stop you. Don't let that deter you. Marco wants to know, Scott, he says, I have one product. I'm making 10 to 15,000 in sales every month. Is this a good time to start an LLC or an S-Corp? What I will tell you, Marco, is Scott is not an attorney. I am not an attorney. Dom is not an attorney. Brody is, but his English is kind of poor. So, you know, your best bet is to talk to an attorney. What I will tell you is that, yes, you should definitely have one at that point. Uh, and you're probably going to be leaning more towards an S-Corp just because if you start paying yourself, it makes things a little bit easier. Um, but talk to your attorney based on your specific situation. They'll give you the guidance there. Chris, let me chime in here real quick. I had a question from Periscope. They want to ask Dom, do you think that retail arb is done? No, not done. That's nowhere near done. I wouldn't even listen. Ninety-five percent of the stuff that you're going to find out there won't be blocked on Amazon, anyways. You know, they're going to not start. They're going to start blocking publishers from books. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they're not going to. A lot of people that do retail art, they live on selling books, a novel. That's not going to stop. Then there's eBay. You can again. There's tons of your own Shopify store, Craigslist. What's, what's there's, eBay? There's, Is eBay still selling eBay? Yeah, products? people forget about eBay because we're you know because everyone you know everyone. Listen, everyone, because it's Scott and Chris, you guys look at private label and you think Amazon. Again, I survived on my first, you know, eight, nine years just on eBay without going to Amazon. We built our business to what it is now. You know, Amazon definitely brought it to that next level, but eBay is fine. The traffic's not as good as it used to be, but it's just the way it is. You can still sell it there. Well, I was it's telling not- a story. I was telling a story this past week. My uh, my uh, microwave repairman. Did you hear that story, Don? Yeah, my yeah, microwave repairman came, and he was, you know, he's he's like he reminds me of the guy from uh, Honey I Shrunk the Kids, you know, really smart guy, you know, really like intelligent. He's you know he's got his own meters out, and he's he's just testing, and he's like a mad scientist, right? So he's like, you know, looking. He's like, yeah, I think it's the uh, you know Omeeler or something Tron thing or whatever. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And he's like, uh, and he's like, so what do you do? And we got talking, and then he, long story short, he told me that uh, you know he basically makes these little jumpers. These these solenoid things or whatever, and he coils them and the whole thing, and he sells them for like twelve fifteen bucks for these certain models, and he's been doing that for three years. He's made over twenty k on just that one little that little device that he makes at home. Um, yep. That's on eBay. He doesn't even sell it on Amazon. And I'm like, why don't why don't you sell on Amazon? And he goes, well, I just haven't gotten around to it. You need a UPC code and stuff. I go, okay, um, we can get you that. Uh, and then we got talking about that. And I'm like, you're leaving a ton of money on the table. But he made 20K on this little, tiny little yep. jumper thing that he puts in a poly bag, no packaging, and a little Ziploc, and sends it to the house. And when, he, and, and when he bought my parts, he bought them off of eBay. And he, he gets them, he throws them on my, on my counter, and he tears them open. 
puts them in there, puts a screwdriver. He didn't look at the packaging. So again, he's selling replacement little parts for these devices. Not sexy, but he made 20K, $20,000. So anyway, yeah, eBay isn't dead for certain products for sure. One one last question, and Scott, if you have any on Periscope, feel free to rattle them off. Any questions, um, let me know. One, one thing, because we've been talking about product research, so I kind of want to end on this one from John. He says, any advice for someone suffering from product research paralysis? <laughs> Go do, right? And if you guys hear me, and I think it was episode 23, which we've talked about a couple times, where I, I first went on this rant. I don't care what you have to do to get past it, right? If you, if you found let's say three products, right? Because that's where a lot of people are. Oh, I found three that might work and I just can't pick one. Pick one and go do it. If you have a dog, fill three bowls with food, put the name of the product, one, you know, one product, product one, product two, product three at the bottom, whichever one he eats first, that's your product, right? If the numbers work for all of them, just pick one and go do it. And I know that sounds, you know, like we're beating you over the head, but that realistically is the answer. No one can make you do it. You have to choose to do it for yourself. If you're at that stage where you found a product that might work, Test it. If you're scared to go for a full order, I have been, you can do a small test order, right? And it, those are usually the products for me that work out to be the best. And then you kick yourself, Dom, like you said earlier, you kick yourself in a couple of weeks because you go, oh, crap, I'm selling 10 a day, right? I, now I need to reorder inventory. If I would have ordered the 500 or 1,000 from the beginning, I wouldn't be short right now, right? You just have to go do. The human body, and I, I kind of went on this rant last night as well. The human body is designed to be terrified of everything. That's why we've survived so long as a species. If you don't have fear, you're not doing something correctly, mm. right? If you're never afraid, if you've never had paralysis, if you've never come up with excuses as to why you can't do something, then you're not pushing yourself. You're not pushing your limits. Hitting one of those walls is what means you're moving in the right direction. You just have to acknowledge that, say yes, check whatever you need to check, look at the numbers one more time, and then place an order for the product. How many pages of the same product is too much? Doesn't bother me at all. I, I don't really look at that, to be honest with you. I look at depth. If the depth is there, it's there. Okay, but let me ask you this. What if it's the same product? That's, that is the one exception, and I knew you were going to come back. Everybody's selling the same pen, and it's, it's the same picture. It's the same angle, and it's, it's on Alibaba or AliExpress right now, and you can buy the same pen. It's there, and the only thing I'm going to do to differentiate myself is give a two-pack or a three-pack. Well, what do you, what do you that, but again, that that is also different, right? If you're if you're able to differentiate that product, even if all 15 pages are the same exact product, I might look at that. If it's something that you can't make a change to, or it doesn't make sense, right? You couldn't do a combo pack like that. Like everybody's selling it. Nobody needs two garlic presses. But my only, right? my only, my only, um, I guess, uh, different thought on that would be: then if I did it, then people are going to see that it's successful, and all they're going to do is say, "Oh, I'll just add two. So unless you can make that product different. It's going to be short-lived on how long you're going to sell that multi-pack of the same Bic pen. Does that make right, sense? Right, but you could you could work with the manufacturer, again, differentiating it. You could make it a twisty bottom instead of a clicky top, mm -hmm. right? That's a different product. And yeah, eventually other people will start selling twisty bottom pens. But <laughs> now, conversation about but, the now but now if I found this pen and no one else can find this pen because I had it specially designed and it says that it's easier on your finger and it doesn't give you cramps and that's what people are complaining about, mm -hmm. now we've got something. Isn't that a pencil? Yeah, it is. <laughs> My example, Dan. All right. If you could launch a pencil in a pen market, that would be great. Yeah. And that's that's realistically what it comes down to when you're looking at something like that is, is everybody selling the same product, the same exact thing? Not is everybody selling a garlic press, but is everybody selling the same exact stainless steel garlic press? No? Great. You've probably found a market. Yes? Okay. Can you differentiate that product? No? 
maybe you avoid it. Yes, then you found something. Do do we do we still? Oh, here's Dom's got something going on. Well, it's backwards. No, you're right. I can read it. Next product. Next product. Move on. <laughs> there's other, and that that's another good point to make, Dom. There's other there products before. out there. There's millions. Why are you gonna? Why are you gonna sit there and frustrate yourself to try to make a different clicky thing on a pen? Just go find something else. This bothers the heck out of me. We gotta get it every Uh-oh, day. Oh, something else that grinds his gears. Grinds your gear, guys. There's a million products, man. Think different. Don't. If you see there's 500, 1,000, 1,400, 1,800, 600 feedback, second page, 800, 400, 399, 699, forget it. Now, if you see 185 feedback, 85, 29, 85, 65, second page, 99, 39, 139, third page, 19, 18, you might have a chance, right? Saturated versus saturated and and uh, too competitive, too, right? Together. I would just move on. Now, the only way we don't move on is if I need to add that product into our brand because we haven't done it yet. Okay. Do you follow what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I'm doing a barbecue thing and I need a barbecue cover, mm-hmm. what am I going to do? I'm missing it. I got to do it. Right. So I'm selling all the utensils. I'm selling the – And, you know, and the most people that, that are buying your other products are going to then come to your product to buy because it's your exactly. brand. Exactly. Yep. But then you still got to try and make it different. Oh, sure. More colors, different sizes. Add something to the packaging, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you still need to do it. And I think in a lot of niches, you're going to have to do that, right? You're going to have to – if you're working in a, in a brand, you're going to have to you're, – you're going to like, oh, my God. I want to add these two. I'm four in. What am I going to do now? Just add it. It's fine. I see it happen all the time. Okay. Right? But I, we got we to gotta wrap this up. But I wanted to uh, ask one more question because it just came in on Periscope. Um, product inserts. Are you still doing them? Okay. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yes. Everything. Yeah. There's, there's no reason not to. Right. It's worth the, the three cents or whatever. If you can get an email address, even if you, let's say you order 100, right? You have 100 units and you get one email address out of those sales and you paid $3 for it, good. Now you have an email address, right? Chances are you're going to get more than that out of something like that. But it's worth it to have the emails long term. What do you put and, on the insert card? Coupon, anything like that? Someone just asked. Uh, I've done some different things. Uh, I've done ebooks. They work okay if the product lends itself to that. The one thing that I keep seeing over and over again that tends to work pretty well is register to win a gift card. Right? You can give an Amazon gift card. Uh, register your product. You know, get our extended warranty and be entered to win a gift card. That works pretty well. That converts. Uh, I've seen upwards of two, three percent on that. Does Amazon not restrict this? Someone just asked. No, it's your it's your product. Part of packaging, it's fine. Yeah, we uh, two ways methods we do it: business card size and postcard size, double sided. Here's your here's your your URL for our VIP club. Here's your URL for your registry on the back side. Here's promo codes. If you buy one, you buy two, you buy five, you buy ten. That's it. Same. Yeah, thing you're not directing them away from Amazon. I'm not directing them from Amazon. We don't do anything. Everything comes through that at three and a half cents or two and a half cents. Uh, maybe even a penny for some stuff, depending on what you do, that email is worth to you a dollar, ten dollars, because that's, first of all, it's going to save you on reviews if you need to give some products away, right? At half a cent, I'll buy reviews all day for three and a half cents, right? Sure, and then two, it'll save you for your funnels. <laughs> he loves it. He loves it. <laughs> right? Don't forget that. We got the funnel, right? Hold on a minute. Over, 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 overtime question here. Clear up the label directly on the package. Can, can you put that back in there? Someone had a question as far as like brand registry, I think, and putting your label on your package. 
not quite yeah. sure. Do you know what they're saying, Dan? Yeah, yeah. I think what they mean is not on. Okay, if you got a box and you put something inside of it, they don't want it just on the box. Open the box; they want it on the actual packaging plastic. But I don't know why you send a box in a plastic. Some people do. What we do is, if it's a box, the box is fully colorized, anyways. All our UPC codes again, retail ready, right? You don't have to worry about that stuff. It's all. Take a picture of it. Here you go. If it's on a bag, we have the bags everywhere: PVC bag, PE bags, no poly, not just no OPP bags. Or we put it on. And on the product, we actually have all labeled too: embossed, silk screen, heat transfer, all that stuff. So fully covered. And then inside the box in the packaging, we actually put a stamp in the inside of the boxes, so they don't copy. They won't put our stamp on it. So we've covered ourselves three, four different ways. Again, as you get to launch more products, you get to do that. If you can do the problem is if you try to do all this stuff your first product, you're going to be different. You're going to be there forever, right? Yeah. So you're, you're, you're going to get gradually, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think you have to start like that, but you're you're taking no. it to the next level. The the being uh, uh, you know kind of branded internally in the box, so your competition can't see that. That's a great way to prove that it's your product because you can say to Amazon or whoever, you can say, listen. Our product is the only one that has this on the inside. The only way that your competition is going to know this is if they bought it and then tore it apart and then they copied inside the box. And they're not going to do all that work. No. Why would they want to no, brand my brand work. anyways? It's too much work. They'd, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big brand, right? We're mm-hmm. not a big brand. Push a product, right? Push a product. How, uh, how's that for, go? How's that go? <laughs> I'm not a brand, Don. Don, I'm back to push product. That's that's Danny Brewer, everyone. By the Danny way, Brewer, guys. Danny, Danny Brewer here. might be watching this too. So uh, <laughs> do that one more time. I like that. Go ahead. Dom, I'm I, I'm not a brand. I'm not Nike. I'm here to push product. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good idea. Dan, Danny Brewer, if that you got to come back at Dom now. You got to do a Dom impersonation. That'll be f- fantastic. Chair wars. Chair wars. Dom <laughs> Sugar versus Danny Brewer, the Candy Man. <laughs> All right, we got to we got to roll here. We're already we're, we're eighteen minutes past the hour, so yeah. But we started eighteen minutes late. No, we did. We started we're five 12, minutes late. We're twelve minutes, and that was because you showed up late. This is a power hour plus session. <laughs> All right, Chris, you want to wind it down there? I just want to let everyone know if you want to learn more about Dom. Dom, why don't you give a little bit more about how they can find your group and stuff and yeah, in, the, in can, Canada or whatever? Yeah, for sure. You can meet up uh, meetup meetup dot com. Just type in. Uh, TS Canada, FBA, Amazon, private label, you'll find us there. You can also uh, find our the, uh, the Amazing Seller Canada on Facebook. You can find us there as well. And uh, same thing. It's pretty well the same as your group, except, you know, aren't anybody in it yet because Canada still hasn't figured out. Anybody from Canada, anybody that uh, that I work with or comes to our meetups, guys, let's uh, let's get going here. Yeah, actually, the, I think the next out. time we get on here too, Dom, I'm going to I'm going to work on getting you a URL so we can get uh, people yeah. a direct link over there. Um, and yeah. then, um, yeah, so just come on. I mean, Dom's a great guy. He knows his stuff. Been in the business a long time. Very generous with his time. And I'm so grateful that you're on here today. Um, this is well, a lot of fun. Sure. And you're always making me laugh. That's the other positive thing. That's it. Yeah. Gosh, gosh, you always hey, make me I'm, laugh. I'm payback for all the help you've helped me with yeah. over the years. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, and then, Chris, I uh, want to thank you. Uh, and anyone else that's just out there that wants more information about this or you guys are just tuning in, um, share, us, share this on Periscope, Facebook Live, Facebook, Twitter, wherever. Um, you can always find us at theamazingseller.com. The podcast is there. And um, everything will kind of come back to uh, to stuff like this, some uh, helpful resources for you, the workshops that we do. And I uh, just wanted to hop on here and just chat with my buddies and uh, let you guys kind of uh, – 
you know, listen in on the conversation. So uh, this has been fun. All right, that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Uh, Periscope, I'll be right with you guys. Uh, Facebook Live, I want to thank you. Chris, are you going to uh, shut everything down for me? Are we good? Yeah. All right, awesome. Take care, guys, and uh, take action out there, all right? All right, guys, so there you have it. I'm going to wrap this up, make it short and sweet at the end here because, well, we went over the hour on TAS Power Hour, but I hope that you got value from it. If you want to come hang out with us on a Friday afternoon at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern time while we're doing these, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash hour and uh, just like that fan page and then you'll get notified when we go live uh, or you'll get updates as far as like when we uh, post the replay or any of that stuff or if I feel like the episode was worthy of the podcast, well, then I'll put it up on the podcast because I know some of you just can't make it to those live power hours that we do, all right? So uh, again, I love hanging out with those those guys, and I just love hanging out with you guys, so definitely come hang out with us on a Friday afternoon, and hopefully you got value from this, and uh, yeah, guys, that's it. That's going to wrap this up. If you guys want to head over to the show notes to this page, the transcripts, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 261. All right, guys, that's it. Remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you, and I'm rooting for you. You have to. You have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it proud. Say it loud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.